Hey folks, you know what? A small regret is slouching in the dentist chair thinking I should have brushed and flossed better. A big health regret is listening to your doctor and thinking I should have paid attention to nutrition when I was younger. I have that regret a lot. Better health today and when it matters most is why I take Field of Greens. Field of Greens is unlike any fruit and vegetable or green product. Field of Greens isn't watered down extracts. Field of Greens is an organic superfood. It's whole fruits and vegetables. Each fruit and vegetable was selected by doctors to support vital body functions like heart, liver, kidneys, metabolism, and of course, your immune system. And only Field of Greens is backed by a better health promise. At your next checkup, your doctor will notice your improved health or you're gonna get your money back. Don't look back and say, I should have paid attention to nutrition when I was younger. Field of Greens is a key to better health today, right now, and when it matters most. Let's get you started with 15% off and free shipping. All you got to do is visit fieldofgreens.com and use the promo code JUSTNEWS at checkout. That's promo code JUSTNEWS at fieldofgreens.com. everybody and welcome back to a new edition of john solomon reports the podcast from just the news uh, you've been listening long enough to know what we do here we're going to give you news facts information no bias no opinion no conjecture no effort to hijack your thinking we're going to give you a neutral presentation of the facts and you can make up your own mind that's what just the news is about that's what john solomon reports is about and today we've got a really remarkable topic because the temperature is arising inside that Justice Department. That's right. Bill Barr, the Attorney General, is feeling the heat from all sorts of directions. For instance, there's questions about the Justice Department's intervention on the Roger Stone sentencing recommendation. There are questions why Andrew McCabe, the former FBI Deputy Director, wasn't uh, charged with any crimes, even though the IG found him to have given false testimony during investigations. There are questions about Mike Flynn and a whole new area of inquiry where a special prosecutor is looking at whether the conduct of the FBI and the Justice Department was appropriate in the early Mike Flynn investigation. There are lots of questions around the Russia collusion caper, and today we are going to narrow them down to the top 10. These are the top 10 questions that the latest reporting shows Bill Barr may need to answer when he testifies before the House Judiciary Committee on March 31st. Mark that on your calendar. That's a very important date. Bill Barr, at the very end of March, will be testifying before the House Judiciary Committee, and you can expect lots and lots and lots of questions about the Russia collusion case, all of the fallout from it, all of the decision-making that's going on. Is President Trump's tweets interfering or or influencing the Justice Department, all those things are on the table. We're going to talk about the top 10 questions. I'm going to try to narrow down for you the top 10 questions that my reporting, the facts, are showing are likely to be asked and will likely need to be answered at this hearing. So when we get back from the commercial break, we're going to get started with the first questions. But first, let's hear from our sponsors and advertisers. We're so grateful they support the show. Deborah's home was stolen. No, I don't mean thieves stole stuff. I mean scammers literally stole her home. The FBI calls title theft one of the fastest growing white collar crimes. And this story is why you need home title lock. Deborah says criminals found the title to our home online and filed fraudulent documents claiming they owned our home. Wait, it gets worse. Deborah goes on to say, 
I was evicted from my own home and 85 grand in equity, gone. Nobody believes you can get your home stolen this easily. This is why you need Home Title Lock, because no insurance or bank protects your home from title theft. First things first, go to HomeTitleLock.com and register your address to see if your home's title has been tampered with. You need to protect the legal title to your home so you don't end up like Deborah. Go to HomeTitleLock.com now for 60 risk-free days of protection. Again, that's HomeTitleLock.com. HomeTitleLock.com. All right, we're back from the commercial break, and we can't thank our sponsors enough. If you want to support Just the News, please support our sponsors. They're so important to what we do every day, and we're so grateful that they back this podcast and they back the Just the News brand. All right, the top 10 questions that Bill Barr needs to answer uh, when he goes before the House Judiciary Committee. These are the ones I think most likely will be uh, asked, and let's get to question number one. This is an important one. Uh, Just a few weeks ago, the Justice Department withdrew two of the four FISAs that were filed against Carter Page, the last two, the ones that were filed at the end of the investigation. And in so doing, they dramatically declared to the court that these uh, FISA applications were essentially invalid, illegal, inappropriate. It was not proper for the Justice Department to keep spying on uh, Carter Page based on the evidence that they had in the spring and summer of 2017. Now, that's a big moment, but there's a question that still lingers out there. What about the first two FISAs, the ones that were filed in October 2016 at at the end of the election and the one that was renewed the first time in January of 2017? And I want to, here's one of the questions I think from my reporting is going to have to be asked of Bill Barr. And it stems from a document at the back end of Inspector General Michael Horowitz's report. It's called Appendix A. It's a very important document in the Horowitz FISA review report that came out in December. Appendix A has 51 data points, 51 instances in the very first FISA, the one that was filed in October, the one that started the entire investigation, 51 data points. It identifies about nine false statements, nine inaccurate statements, and 33 statements in the first FISA that were not substantiated, meaning they were not attributed. There wasn't anything to back up the claims in uh, for each of those 33 statements. 51 problems with the first FISA. So expect Attorney General Barr to get this question. Mr. Attorney General... Given that the IG found 51 problems with the first FISA, including nine false statements, nine misleading statements, and 33 uh, invalidated or uh, undocumented claims, why haven't you withdrawn the first and second FISA? If there were that many problems with the first FISA, why wasn't it withdrawn? Do you still stand behind the first FISA? Do you still think it was appropriate? That is a question that we expect uh, Attorney General Barr to Uh, face on March 31st, and it'll be interesting to see what his answer is when he gets done. Now, a second question that's almost certainly going to come up at the uh, the, uh, hearing is that if there were so many problems with the Carter Page version or focus in the investigation, so remember, there were four original focus. It was Carter Page, George Papadopoulos, uh, Mike Flynn, the former National Security Advisor, and Paul Manafort, the former Trump 
campaign chairman. Those were the four focal points of the original investigations that we now call the Russia collusion investigation. The question I think Attorney General Barr will likely face from Republicans is this. If there were so many problems with the first part of the investigation, the one focused on Carter Page, what about the Mike Flynn, the Paul Manafort, the George Papadopoulos parts of the investigation? If the same agents and lawyers that were doing shoddy work on the Carter Page um, part of the investigation, perhaps driven by the Steele dossier, why should we assume that their work in these other parts of the investigation were flawed? So the question I would expect the Attorney General to get, do you have any evidence to date, sir, that the other parts of this investigation, the Flynn, Papadopoulos, uh, and Manafort investigations, have you found any evidence of misconduct that mirrors that that was found in the Carter Page investigation? I would expect that to be a, an important question early on at the March 31st hearing of Attorney General William Barr. Now, uh, there's a really interesting uh, question that emerged this past week. We, uh, it was revealed late last week, since our last podcast, that Attorney General Barr has asked a prosecutor uh, to take a look at um, the conduct of the Justice Department and the FBI in the Mike Flynn case. Now, that's a hint maybe from the question we just asked, that there's a problem there. But here's a question we should ask. If the focus of John Durham, the prosecutor, who's supposed to be overseeing all the questions of misconduct in the Russia collusion case, why was a separate prosecutor named uh, for the uh, part of the investigation involving Mike Flynn? Wouldn't it be more appropriate for John Durham to look at that question as well so that he has continuity and he has all of the evidence before him. And so the question I think you might see the Attorney General asked is, Mr. Attorney General, why did you name a, a separate prosecutor, not John Durham, to look at the Mike Flynn portions of the case? And how might the two work together? If, if the prosecutor looking at Flynn finds wrongdoing, does he refer to Durham or does he do it on his own? And why did you create the division of labor here? Would it make more sense if you had done that uh, uh, all under Durham? What's your reasoning for splitting it up between two prosecutors? I'm sure a lot of people can't wait to see that answer. So those are the first three big questions we expect Bill Barr to get at the hearing. Uh, when we come back from the commercial break, we're going to give you questions four through ten. There's a lot more to be asked and a lot more to be answered. Stay tuned. We'll be back right after the commercial break. All right, picture your face in the mirror. Do you see all those wrinkles around your eyes? How about crow's feet? or those large under-eye bags. Now imagine they're just gone. I'm not talking about some risky, expensive surgery. They're just gone in minutes. It's called Plexiderm, a clinically studied serum that visibly eliminates your wrinkles, crow's feet, and under-eye bags in just minutes. It's the edge you've been looking for. Don't believe it? I didn't either until some of my friends tried it. Now I don't have to imagine anymore. My friends look like themselves just 10 years younger. Simply put, I'm blown away by their results. You should try this. It works. Plexiderm can give you the confidence you need to be yourself at work or out with friends. The best part is Plexiderm goes on clear so nobody will know that you're using it, unless you tell them, of course. Now, go to tryplexiderm.com and use my code VOICES, that's V-O-I-C-E-S, and you'll get 50% off a full-size bottle of Plexiderm plus an additional $10 off. That's right. Listen to that. 50% off, plus an additional $10 off. 
This offer is also available by calling 1-800-685-1292. That's 1-800-685-1292. Now, you mentioned the code VOICES, V-O-I-C-E-S, and you'll get that discount. Plexiderm is backed by a 30-day money-back guarantee. Visit triplexiderm.com today and use the code VOICES, V-O-I-C-E-S, at checkout. That's triplexiderm.com, code VOICES, V-O-I-C-E-S. Okay, we're back from the break, and we have some breaking news, actually, about the very issues we're talking about. Just a few minutes ago, uh, the attorney for Michael Flynn, Sidney Powell, filed a new court motion today. Uh, preparing for Michael Flynn's sentencing for uh, his uh, false statements conviction. In that filing, uh, Sidney Powell, a well-known federal appeals attorney, very well-respected, says or reveals that the government had inserted an FBI agent into a meeting with the president and Mike Flynn back in August 2016, really at the beginning origins of the Russia collusion case, specifically to get an assessment of Mike Flynn in case they needed to interview him. And the government hid that information from Mike Flynn's defense, both before his trial and during his sentencing. Sidney Powell is arguing (coughs) that this revelation would um, discredit or give grounds for the judge to uh, reverse the conviction of Mike Flynn. That's right. They're asking for the judge to reverse the conviction of Mike Flynn on the grounds that the government withheld the way the FBI was trying to get close to Mike Flynn all the way back in August 2016. Why is August 16 so important? Uh, August 16th, 2016 is the day that the agent tried to meet with Flynn. One day earlier, they had opened the investigation of Mike Flynn. That part of the Russia case opened one day earlier. Sidney Powell argues those events are connected, and the government's failure to disclose what the agent had done uh, during that time frame is what is known as a Brady violation, a failure to turn over exculpatory information. That's hot off the presses, just happened a few minutes ago, really relevant to what we're looking at here today. So uh, we, were, we got through questions one through three. Question four for Bill Barr on Russia collusion. If, and this is a very important part of this um, uh, entire continuum or timeline, if, uh, as it's been laid out by Inspector General Michael Horowitz, the FBI knew in early January 2017 that the Steele dossier, which they had based the, a large part of the FISA warrant on, was false, uncorroborated, disowned by Christopher Steele's own sources. Remember, the FBI interviewed in early January 2017 the main source for Christopher Steele's dossier, and he disowned much of the information in there, suggested Steele had exaggerated some information and took information that was a joke and turned it into intelligence. So the primary source for Christopher Steele's dossier backs away from the main allegations in the dossier. Here's the question for Bill Barr. If FBI agents knew that in January 2017, and yet for two more times in uh, the spring and summer of 2017, they represented to the FISA court uh, that uh, the Steele dossier was reliable and confirmed and corroborated. Is there criminal culpability or is there uh, 
some form of disciplinary action those agents must face because they misrepresented to the court the status of the Steele dossier? That's a very big question. We've got to keep an eye on that. I think it could have a profound effect uh, in the Durham investigation. That's one of the things that we would expect Durham to investigate. Did that amount to intentional deception? Is that criminal? Is that punishable by some administrative action, firing, termination, suspension? We don't know yet. Now, the next couple of questions are going to go to the period before the FBI officially opened uh, Operation Hur Crossfire Hurricane, the Russia collusion investigation. Now, that was opened July 31st, 2016. But we know there were lots of activities going on that seemed to be related to the investigation much earlier, January, February, March, April, May time frame. Uh, one of those involves a mysterious professor by the name of Joseph Mifsud. He's the guy that in late March 2016 reaches out to George Papadopoulos, a new member of Donald Trump's foreign policy team, and uh, engages him at a, a dinner uh, and then eventually... Uh, follows up with some conversations where he purports to introduce Papadopoulos to Vladimir Putin's niece and uh, allegedly tells Papadopoulos there might be Hillary Clinton emails that the Russians possess. Wouldn't you like to get your hands on them? Now, for the longest time, we don't know, we haven't known what Mifsud was doing, but we have a little bit better information now. Mifsud provided a deposition to his lawyer. His lawyer provided that to me. And Mifsud says he was asked to uh, get close to uh, Papadopoulos in March 2016 that the woman he identified as Putin's niece was nothing more than a student posing as, Putin niece, as Putin's niece. And the lawyer for Mifsud says he believes the entire uh, contact with Papadopoulos was an intelligence operation, meaning someone asked Mifsud to do it and it was designed to test Papadopoulos' loyalty or to see if he was in bed with the Russians. One question that Bill Barr might be asked is, what have you learned about Mifsud's actions, and who was he working for, if anyone? Was he being directed by the United States? Was he being directed by a foreign power? Was he being directed by Russia? Expect Mifsud's um, activities to be a focal point of some of the questions at that March 31st hearing with Bill Barr. And similarly... Going back to the same period of time frame, we now know in, uh, that there was another professor, a guy the by the name of Stefan Halper, who worked for a Pentagon think tank known as the Office of Net Assessments. And we know that in August, September, October, and beyond, uh, that Halper was working for the FBI after Operation Crossfire Hurricane was begun, after the investigation was formally predicated on July 31st, 2016, that Halper was a source, an informer, uh, a confidential human source for the FBI working on this Russia collusion case. But we know that Halper reached out before July 31st, before the official investigation was opened. We know that through his academic assistant uh, in, at Cambridge, that Halper invited Carter Page to come to Cambridge to speak and that there was an interaction, a series of interactions with Halper in the June, May, and July timeframe, May, June, July timeframe. So expect Attorney General Barr, this would be the sixth question that would be relevant to uh, the Russia investigation. Was Halper acting on his own? Was it a coincidence that he reached out to Carter Page before July 31st, before the FBI predicated an investigation? Or was that part of an ongoing op 
part of a, a government-controlled, whether British, Australian, U.S. effort. Uh, we haven't gotten much clarity on that, and I think the March 31st hearing t- where Bill Barr will be testifying before the House Judiciary Committee could open up a significant uh, line of questioning on Halper and on Mifsud. What were those guys doing in the spring before the FBI had an official investigation? Those are two very important questions. All right, picture your face in the mirror. Do you see all those wrinkles around your eyes? How about crow's feet or those large under-eye bags? Now imagine they're just gone. I'm not talking about some risky, expensive surgery. They're just gone in minutes. It's called Plexiderm, a clinically studied serum that visibly eliminates your wrinkles, crow's feet, and under-eye bags in just minutes. It's the edge you've been looking for. Don't believe it? I didn't either until some of my friends tried it. Now I don't have to imagine anymore. My friends look like themselves just 10 years younger. Simply put, I'm blown away by their results. You should try this. It works. Plexiderm can give you the confidence you need to be yourself at work or out with friends. The best part is Plexiderm goes on clear so nobody will know that you're using it. Unless you tell them, of course. Now, go to tryplexiderm.com and use my code VOICES, that's V-O-I-C-E-S, and you'll get 50% off a full-size bottle of Plexiderm plus an additional $10 off. That's right. Listen to that. 50% off plus an additional $10 off. This offer is also available by calling 1-800-685-1292. That's 1-800-685-1292. Now, you mentioned the code VOICES, V-O-I-C-E-S, and you'll get that discount. Plexiderm is backed by a 30-day money-back guarantee. Visit triplexiderm.com today and use the code VOICES, V-O-I-C-E-S, at checkout. That's triplexiderm.com, code VOICES, V-O-I-C-E-S. All right, that wraps up another edition of John Solomon Reports. Now, uh, on Thursday, we're going to have a very special guest. His name is Devin Nunez. He's the former House Intelligence Committee chairman, the uh, Republican uh, who helped drive uh, the investigation into the failures, the mistakes, the misconduct that was the Russia collusion investigation. Congressman Nunez will be here for the full half hour, and we'll be asking him questions about everything, like what questions would he like to see Bill Barr asked? What documents would he like to see be declassified? And what sort of prosecutions, what sort of uh, disciplinary action does he think is still warranted as we go deeper and deeper into the investigation of the investigators? I'm John Solomon, and until then, have a good week.